Welcome to Grace to All. I'm your host, Paul Gray. You've probably used the word grace, sang Amazing Grace, or said grace at a meal. But did you know that God's grace is way better than we can even imagine, and that you and all people already have an abundant supply of God's unlimited amazing grace? Today, we're going to hear the truth about God's amazing grace to all people. So, sit back, relax, and prepare to be inspired and awakened to the amazing treasures that you already possess. This is truth that you can handle. Hey everybody, Paul Gray here. Thanks so much for joining me again. Last week, we talked about love. We started our series on the Trinity's inexhaustible mystical adventure of experiencing the euphoria of perichoresis community. And we talked about the foundation of that, us being loved or being the beloved. And I ask you all to consider meditating for a week as much as you could, a little bit each day during that week, and asking Papa and uh, Jesus and Grace, Holy Spirit in you, asking them to show you what it means to be beloved, to be loved. And I want to keep on going with that uh, thought for another week today. I think we're going to come and see something that, well, we are definitely going to come and see something that I never saw before until this week when I did just what I ask you all to do, to meditate and ask God in me, Spirit of Christ in me, to show me what beloved meant. And I think what I heard may be something that many of you have never heard either. Maybe some of you have. I was so excited last week when Papa and Jesus and Grace showed me what I'm going to share with you. I was literally stunned. I'm going to share it with you this morning. It'll take me a few minutes to lead up to it. First of all, love is a verb. It's not a feeling like many times we think. Love is something we do, not because somebody else likes us or because somebody else does something nice for us or because we have to, because we're related to them, but we love because of seeing and relating to other people as Papa, Jesus, and Grace love us. 1 John 4, 8 and 16 The Apostle John, who knew Jesus better than anybody on the face of the earth, said simply, God is love. Not that God has love, but God is love. And the word love there is agape that was first used by the first church, and it meant a divine kind of love, a selfless, self-giving kind of love that is divine. It's doesn't it can't be uh, ginned up by human effort it's perfect and it always does what's best for the other now as i told you last week scripture presents two concepts of god and two concepts of love it presents the real god the real love whom jesus calls the only true god whom jesus is the exact replica of who is perfect love with no darkness no imperfections, no conditions, no requirements, no qualifications, and no exceptions. It's all-inclusive, never-ending, and never-failing. Anything less is counterfeit. It's the false concept of God that you can find in Scripture. Scripture presents two concepts of God, the false one and the only true God, as Jesus said. The false concept I'm starting to call the talking snake 
version of God. It's not real. Before we were able to start hearing from God, I think it's <laughs> I think we have to have in our mind and an understanding which concept of God we're listening to. So I want to do a little backstory on the only true God and on love. Looking at this actually shows us what the true meaning and purpose of life is. Let me say that again. The backstory on agape reveals the true meaning and purpose of life. That's quite a statement, and I sincerely mean it. I'm not exaggerating. I'm not using hyperbole, and I'm not, not just trying to get your attention, and I'm not blowing smoke. The backstory on agape reveals the true meaning and the true purpose of life. You know, many books have a title and then a subtitle. Mine do. The Mirror Bible is like that. Its subtitle is The Romance of the Ages. And of course, romance is all about love, isn't it? I'm going to net out for you what Ephesians 1 says. I love the Mirror Bible. I, I love the Passion Translation. There's some other good ones too. No one is perfect. But I'm going to net out for you the beginning of Ephesians 1. This is, this is my paraphrase. God, who is love, created us in love, by love, because of God's love, to love us, so we would first experience his love as his beloved children, with God as our loving Father. Before creation, he did all this. He made us right with him, and by his grace, which is love in action, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, before creation, when we were spirit beings, lavished every spiritual blessing there is on us and made sure we were sealed, were in their family forever. They did all of that without our <laughs> asking them or without our having any vote in it. Our existence is because of God's agape love, out of God's love, by God's love, immersed in God's love, and one with God's love. When the author of Genesis related the creation event, he didn't know God's love. How do we know that? Jesus said so. He said, not a single person, not a single person knew the Father or Jesus who are love. So let's look at that creation story. The passage, Genesis 1, 28, 27 and 28. So God, Elohim, plural, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, created man in their own image. In the image and likeness of God, they created male and female. God created them. And God, Elohim, plural, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, blessed them, granting them certain authority and said to them, now you've heard this before, but I heard it this week in a different way. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth. Now get this. God, who is love, created us in their image. That would make us what? Love. <laughs> and they called us beloved, beloved. We are the object of God's love. We are beloved. And we are love. And God's plan from the beginning was for us to be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth. Now, look at this. You know scripture has a very 
elementary kindergarten meaning, and then layer upon layer upon layer of deeper meaning. I'm not saying that what they showed me this week is the deepest meaning, but it's certainly by far the deepest meaning that I've ever seen in this passage. They showed me what they meant, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and what they wanted, and what their desire was, and what their plan was, and what the purpose of our life is in regard to us being fruitful, multiplying, and filling the earth. I never saw this till they showed it to me this week. I'm going to give you a hint. It has nothing to do with filling the earth with more people. In God's economy, what is the initial fruit? They gave us the authority and the plan, the will, the purpose of being fruitful and multiplying and filling the earth. In God's economy, what is the initial fruit? We've taught a lot on it lately from the Passion Translation, Galatians 5.22. The fruit produced by the Holy Spirit of God within you is divine love in all its varied expressions. Joy that overflows, peace that subdues, patience that endures, kindness in action, a life full of virtue, faith that prevails, gentleness of heart, and strength of spirit. And the next verse says, never set the law above these qualities, for they are meant to be limitless. Just as an aside here, no extra charge, the law of Adam's small g, God, says you have to strive to produce these qualities which is impossible to do. And the law says its version of the lie God will only bless you if you do do these impossible things. And the lie God will also be perpetually angry with you when you don't do the impossible. But the apostle Paul wrote, don't set the love above these qualities. They are different and they are limitless. We're looking at all of these qualities in this series called The Trinity's Inexhaustible Mystical Adventure of Experience in the Euphoria of Perichoresis Community. Now, here's what the Trinity revealed to me this week. The fruit that the people who wrote the Hebrew Scripture in the Old Testament in Genesis 1, 27 and 28, and in the story of that other religions had of their creation story— the fruit that nobody knew about until Jesus came is love in all its varied expressions. Do you see that? Before creation, then at creation, when God created us in their image, God gave us the meaning of life and our purpose in life to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth with love in all its varied expressions. Be fruitful in expressing agape love, multiply agape love, fill the earth with agape love. Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth with the God kind of love. Love is the meaning of life, and the purpose of life is to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth with love. Only these three remain at the end. Faith, hope, and love. And love is the greatest. It's absolutely stunning what the Trinity reveals to us when we start to embrace the joy of the only true God 
And don't give the time of day to the negative lie God. I mean, it, it just totally changes everything. John 3, 16 and 17. Here's the way God loved the world. He gave his only unique son as a gift. So now everyone who believes in him will never perish, but experience everlasting life, the life of the ages. God didn't send his son into the world to judge and condemn the world, but to be its savior and rescue it. Jesus said this in John 17, 3, the night before he died. He said, the life of the ages, which unfortunately is translated eternal life, it means the life of this ages, this is from the mirror, invites all people to engage in the inexhaustible adventure of knowing you, Papa, the only true God, and Jesus is the Christ whom you can mention. So how do we experience that love that God created us as and to be fruitful and multiply? Well, we spend time with the only true God. See, if we believe the lie that God is anything less than perfect love, we're going to fear God, we're going to be afraid of God, and we won't even want to spend time with Him. We'll never experience perfect love. Perfect love is in you, every atom of you. It's in every single bit of you. Perfect love is all around you. Perfect love is higher and longer and wider and deeper than you can imagine. Perfect love includes you and is for you. You can't experience perfect Trinitarian agape love by reading the Bible. You can't experience Trinitarian agape love by going to church. You can't experience Trinitarian agape love by reciting prayers. You can't experience Trinitarian agape love by learning doctrine. That will actually hinder you. Doctrine actually comes from the talking snake's lie god. You can't experience Trinitarian agape by studying Greek and Hebrew. Only God, Papa Jesus and Grace, who are love themselves and who are in you and one with you, can reveal their love to you. Only they can enable and empower you to experience it. Love's a verb. It's not a feeling. It's not a belief. It's not a mindset. It's not a doctrine. It's a verb. It's mystical. It's an experience that you can only have with love itself, the only true God. It should be obvious to you now that you can't experience true, perfect agape love from a concept of Adam's dark, angry, list-keeping, punitive, fictitious lie god that doesn't even exist. People who wrote about and described that concept of God in Scripture did not know the only true God. Those are Jesus' words. But you know now. You know agape intimately, and you can experience it anytime you want, all the time, everywhere. You can experience agape at church in reading the Bible, studying church history, those things, but you don't experience as a result of those things. And this experience always trumps head knowledge. Head knowledge, your mind is going to fight this because your mind is where the lie God is. All right. Now, I want to go to John 13, 34 and 35. Jesus said this the night before he died. We've taught about it a lot before. He said, I give you a new commandment or a new point to shoot for, to focus for. Love each other just as I have loved you. For when you demonstrate the same love I have for you by loving one another, everyone will know you are my true followers. See, it's impossible to love as Christ loves you until you hear, feel him, experience him loving you as he really does. 
not the religious lie-God concept of love that has conditions. The mark of a Christ follower, Jesus says, is to love as he loves. The end goal of the gospel, the good news, is not behavioral modification. It has nothing to do with what we call sin. It's not being saved from hell. (laughs) Certainly not that. It's not to make disciples. It's not to go to church. It's not to read the Bible. It's not to be a good Christian. The mark, Jesus said, the end goal is to know you are loved and to love others as Christ loves you. I mean, you can't love others as Christ loves you until you know how Christ loves you and you experience it, right? My friend Malcolm Smith says, if we're not about giving away Trinitarian love, then we don't know it, period. Because when you know it and experience it, you can't help but do it. When you really know and experience Trinitarian love, you see everyone else as included as one, as beloved. You see everybody else as Jesus did. You see past behavior and brokenness and hurt and rejection. You see that people just simply don't know who they really are or even know what they're doing. Love is seeing and saying and doing as Jesus does to us. Jesus doesn't wait for us to ask him to love us. No, the Trinity loved us in advance. We're told that over and over again in the New Testament, especially in Ephesians 1 and Colossians 1. The gospel is awakening people to the meaning of life. It's helping people awaken to the truth that they are loved and included. That's why we're here. That's why everybody is here. And loving and including others, being fruitful and multiplying and filling the earth with agape love, completes our circle of fulfillment being conformed to the image of Christ. Romans 8, 28 and 29. Paul says, we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continuously woven together for good. For we are God's lovers who have been called to fulfill his design purpose to love. For he knew all about us before we were born, and he destined us from before the beginning to share the likeness of Jesus. Jesus is the oldest among a vast family of brothers and sisters who will become just like him. We were created in the image and likeness of God. We were created by love, for love, to be loved as loved. We are just like Christ is, like Christ was here on earth and like he is now. We are love. And we are in the process of realizing that more and more and more. And our purpose, the meaning of life is that we are love. Our purpose in life is being fruitful and multiplying and filling the earth with agape love. We are agents of the truth who help people see the only true God who is love and in the process help them see that any other concept of God is counterfeit. That's what we're all about. That's what life's all about. Now, do we have to be a missionary to do that? Do we have to be paid staff on a church to do that? Heaven forbid. No, we do that as we go, as we go about our life. You know, whether we're teachers, 
or salespeople or farmers or computer technicians or musicians or artists or whatever we do in our parenting, in our relationship to our spouse, to our friends, with our neighbors, being with other soccer moms and dads or baseball moms and dads at the ballgame and stuff like that. What do we do? We just love. We're fruitful. We multiply and we fill the earth with agape love. And it just flows effortly from us once we know the only true God, as Jesus calls Papa. I'm so excited about this, I I can just hardly stand it. This has certainly ministered to me. I hope it has to you too. Next week, unless I decide to talk about this another week, unless the Spirit of God, grace, prompts me to, next week we're going to go on with this series and we're going to talk about grace. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for being with me. Thanks for sharing this journey with me. Love you all. Grow in grace. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Grace to All. For more about us, how we can serve you, and our special guest, please visit www.gracewithpaulgray.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode and to join our Facebook group, Grace to All, where you'll be inspired and awakened to more truth that you can handle.